Hello and welcome to the 52 Weeks of Sheep podcast, the companion podcast to the 52 Weeks of Sheep group on Facebook. I'm Tammy. And I'm Allie. And we are here for, we're pre-recording for the week of January 15th, and that breed is the Black Welsh Mountain. Sheep. Yep. Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) And they are originated in Wales. Okay. Nice. Um, I know, they're just, I, I have looked at the picture in the Fleece and Fiber source book, and I just think they're pretty regal looking. They are. I was reading it also, and the rams have these really nice curled horns, and the females are pulled. Well, that's one way to tell them apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the ones where they're not. Exactly. That makes it a little bit more difficult to do that. So we're going to talk about this breed. I don't have a lot of experience with this one. How about you? And none at all. This it, it was kind of fun because I'm learning all my sheep breeds now, and um, yeah, it's exciting. They look really cute. They're cute sheep. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of their history. And again, a lot of this is taken from the Fleece and Fiber Source Book by Deb Robeson and Carol Acarius. We've also checked out a couple of websites, including the Livestock Conservancy, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But these guys are from the southern mountains of Wales, and they're the only breed of a Welsh mountain sheep found in North America. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. They were imported. They imported three rams and 13 ewes in 1972. And that, I mean, that's really not that far off back. It's really not. Although, dare I say, I was two years old then. Me too. (laughs) For those of you who might have been younger or not thought of yet, it's not that far off for us. And for for those of you who are older, you're probably going, oh my, they're just young chickens. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. No, it doesn't. Um, A couple of cool facts about them, though, which I found really interesting. Most sheep, you know, lighten up or gray or, you know, if if they start out black, they'll be silver or something as they age. That's not the case with these guys. And what do they do? They actually, they keep that dark or get darker. Oh, that is really cool. It is very, very cool. They don't gray with their age, and some of those black colors, they say, have been around since medieval times. Oh, that's impressive. I did read, though, that um, the sun may tinge their color a little bit. but On the tips, yeah, yeah, those sunburnt tips. Yeah. Do you know what I love about that when it happens? I don't. So when you're spinning that fiber, after it's been processed, uh-huh. and I have some here for us to kind of look at and play with, but do you see like those little white or light fibers that are in there? Oh, yeah. Those are probably from those sun bleach tips. And the nice thing is, if you look at it, the little tiny sample I did, it sort of heathers it. It does. So you've got little whites and reds Yeah, in that's there. really nice. Yeah, I, I love heathered yarn. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it dimension. It does. Well, and I love natural heathered yarn. Let's, yes. let's rephrase that. Yeah. That's how I like it. Um, I did purchase mine from 
uh, Hearthside Fibers. She's on Etsy. Okay. And I've purchased uh, from her before, and I've purchased lots of those different conservation or rare breeds. Mm -hmm. uh, this breed origin, according to her card, says it's from Wales, which is good. Mm -hmm. Staple length is about three to four inches. Also, I'm, I'm looking at that fiber. That's correct. And it's a 31 to 35 micron, so it's not the softest thing I've ever felt. No, no. But after spinning it, if you do it in a worsted um, spin, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't put it around my neck for a cowl, but um, and it's kind of uh, got some texture to it, just being coarse. So it, I mean, it has, it would be really fun to knit up something because it's going to have a little bit of texture to it. It will have texture and it seems like it's light. It's, it's kind of fluffy. Yeah. So it would be like a lightweight. Now they do say it's an extremely durable fiber. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I mean, you could, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you could probably do just about anything as long as it's not super close to your skin. I would say hat, maybe mittens. Yeah. Probably even do like a throw blanket or something with it. Yeah, yeah. I think it would stand up to it. Now, what I purchased was um, carded sliver or carded sliver, however you guys choose to pronounce that. Some people pronounce it either way. I hear sliver more than I hear sliver. I'm not going to correct you either way. I am not the pronunciation uh, police when it comes to fiber. But the thing about carded sliver is it's got, it's got some neps. It's got some texture to it. And I think that's what you're seeing in that little test spin that you did earlier yeah. here today. I know some people, when I first started spinning, I thought, oh, there can't be any little nublets in there. I can't stand it. Now, if you spin a little bit thicker and you just incorporate them, I think it would make a really good sort of worsted weight or bulky yarn, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the way that it comes that way. And if I see that you spun some of yours a little bit thinner, but if you look at what I'm just twisting in my hands right now, yeah, you can't see those naps at all. No, you can't. Not at all. And no. then on the ply back, it just gives it that looser, yeah just loose and and fun and bulky i like yeah. it yeah yeah it wouldn't be bad now did you say or happen to mention that it felt or does it not felt um i'm gonna have to do a little bit of checking on that and i will note that in our show notes because i don't have it in my notes now okay Nothing i don't like putting you on the spot that's okay put me on the spot because if you put me on the spot then I have put to... put me on the spot, too. <laughs> well, turnabout's fair play and all. That's right. Uh, but what I'm thinking is, if you put me on the spot, somebody else has that question. And if I don't know or the answer, answer yeah. I'm going to learn it along, right along with you guys. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, I have no problem being put on the spot. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm also... I, I felt slippers, and... Slippers always wear out because you've got your pressure points from your heels and the ball of your feet or whatnot. But then I've come to put um, insoles in my slippers. And I, if this is something that would wear really well because it does have the extra micron, it would be really cool for, for felted insoles. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because I like to put insoles in them. And it just makes them that much cushier and warm. And I have found that wool insoles are marvelous. They wear, they wear so well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, just a thought for this. I mean, this is, I mean, why not? Um, this would help with the shave them and save them. The shave them to save them? Oh, yes, I said it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> you should have heard me at the very beginning of this episode that we had to record, re record. Yeah, it was kind of a shave them and save them. Shave them to save them. Shave them to save them. I'll get it. I'll you get will. S E 2 S E. Yes. Yes, that's it. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the Shave Them to Save Them initiative. This particular breed, the Black Welsh Mountain, is considered a conservation breed. Now they are considered threatened, so they're not critical. There are still some around, but the Livestock Conservancy has this program, Shave Them to Save Them, where you can purchase fiber from and forget that I don't want to, I don't want to term it wrong. Um, approved producers. I, that's what I'm going to stick with for right now. And you can have a, you sign up, you get a passport, you purchase from these approved fiber folks who raise them and you can complete your, your passport, so to speak. Yes. I've purchased, um, fiber before and I've been asked if I want a sticker. So do you get a sticker for your passport? You do. Okay. And there's a whole set of rules. They do have a, a, a nice set of rules that are listed there. If you go to the Livestock Conservancy website, you'll click on the get involved tab up at the top and then click shave them to save them. Or the, I believe on the website it is SE number two SE. And you'll go there and you will find the breeds and the rules and where you can get the fiber or if you're a fiber producer how you can become an approved fiber producer for for them at any rate this is one of those threatened breeds under the category of imported after 1900 oh okay yeah so they've got it broken down between critical a regular um regular conservation, threatened, recovering. There's all those different tabs in there. And each breed, depending on their numbers, and uh, I don't even know. I don't know how they're, um, and I'm using the word um a lot, so I apologize, guys. I do not know how they are categorized or how they get to that point, but I'm sure there is more information on the website. Okay, I'll have to check that out too. Yeah, and... Yeah, so if you do that, then you can be involved in that. We do have several breeds this year in 2024 that are part of or are listed on that save, Shave Them to Save Them. Oh, that'll be good. And then we can experiment and see what we like and dislike. And But we're, we're buying, we're purchasing fiber to help. I mean, that would help the program. It would help the program a lot. If you're interested, visit that livestockconservancy.org website and go ahead and get signed up. I want to talk a little bit more about the breed and what you can expect to find with that fiber. They, so the average weight, according to that Fleece and Fiber Source book, 
Average weight is about three to four pounds on a raw fleece. Okay. But they're not very big sheep, so that's... Um, that's pretty typical. Yeah. Yeah. It can be anywhere from two and a quarter to five and a half pounds, but they do say the average is three to four. That's a good weight. It is. It beats some of those merino fleeces that I've got at 18 pounds <laughs> each. Wow. Yeah. It makes it feel a little bit more doable if you wanted to even process it at home. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, also with merino, we're looking at a lot of grease and lanolin content. That's where that weight comes from. These guys don't seem like they have a ton of grease in there. No. In their fiber. Yeah. Yeah. One interesting note that I noticed is um, when reading about this is that they have gray skin. Wow. Yeah. Look uh, at you be the little <laughs> researcher. I love it. I know. I, I don't know why that's important, but I guess they wouldn't sunburn, right? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Just the tips of their fiber would. Yeah. Their staple length runs about two to four inches, averages three to four. That's a good staple length. It is. That's, that's a nice spin. It's a nice spin. And for some of you beginning spinners who don't want to work with that super fine wool, super short stapled wool yet, this might be a good one. It to, would be fun. It would be a yeah. fun, a good one to start with maybe. Especially with it having um, little nubs or whatever. Um, new spinners always have art yarn that's really nice. Yeah, that could add, definitely add to it for sure. Yeah. They run anywhere from 28 to 36 microns. That 28 micron might not be too, I would still probably wouldn't put it right next to my skin, but it probably wouldn't be as bad as what our little sample here with the 31 to 35 micron. Right. Yeah, right. that's definitely much coarser. I am looking also at how their locks are. It says that they have dense firm locks. Yeah, that would be, I think you can even spin from their locks. You can. Yeah. So for those of you who are processing fiber at home and you don't have a drum carter or you don't want to use combs or anything yeah. like that, yeah. yeah, or hand cards, and you want to just try spinning from the lock, you can just open it up a little bit with a flicker brush or if you don't have a flicker brush, a little dog brush would work just mm -hmm. well. Just open up those tips so that they are a little bit easier to maneuver and draft. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun to try even. Yeah. It would be fun to try. I've not ever spun from the lock. Have you? I have. Just to play around with it. Yep. Not a whole fleece, um, but I've played around with it a little bit. How do you like that? I think it's fun. And it's... and. Um, I can't remember what I've done it with, but I know it was um, still kind of in that raw stage. So you had the lanolin and the, uh, but it, so was that in the grease that you did mm -hmm. it too? Okay. I did, and um, and I like it. I know it's probably hard. I mean, it makes your hands feel good. I should do some right now. It's so dry outside. I know. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I've never spun. I've never <laughs> spun in the grease. I have this weird thing about spending so much money on spinning wheels and then gunking them up. Yeah. And maybe they don't gunk up. Guys, if you've spun in the grease and you like it and there's a way to do it without, I don't know, damaging the wheel, please drop it in the comments. Please let us know how you do it, why you do it. 
I know that, you know, when they were doing fisherman's wool, you mm -hmm. want to leave that lanolin in because you want the lanolin to help wick away yes. the moisture and keep the warmth in. I just, it's just weird for me. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mind it. Um, it was, I mean, you know, it's just going in through the orifice and, um, so I don't know. I've spun some really, uh, fi some fiber that's had a lot of VM and it just drops and dusts your wheel. So, but it's yeah. been clean. I mean, as far as, um, lanolin take it out. So I don't know. Um, I guess it's all personal preference and I don't think I, if I remember correctly, I didn't spend that much. It's just, um, you know, I actually think that it might have been some Gotland that I had done. Okay. Yeah. And there's not a ton of mm -hmm. lanolin no, in Gotland anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, maybe I'll try it at some point. I don't mind doing it on wash locks, but I haven't done it before. Maybe I'll have to try that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure out how that goes. And then... Um, yeah, we'll do that. Sorry about the little ding, guys. I thought I had everything turned off. We're leaving it in. I'm not going to edit it out because we're not going to stop recording and redo everything. Exactly. So if you hear that occasionally, we're going to figure out how to make it not do that. I'm still learning how to work this laptop. So let's keep going on with a little bit more about uh, the fiber itself. So you can comb it. You can card it. As we discussed, you can spin it from the lock. I would say combing probably would be good for the longer staple, uh, yeah, the longer stapled fleeces. Yeah. And then the shorter ones, I would card. I love my drum carder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you can also blend it with other stuff. The only thing is, if you're going to blend it, it's recommended that you do blend it with something of a similar staple and staple length and micron count. Yeah. And then it was also stated not to dye, dye it because it wouldn't um, take the color. It's black anyhow. So. It's black. I don't even think you could over dye on, on something that is as black as this. Mm -mm. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything. But if you could add a fiber that was colored and then that would work you'd have a little bit of oh yeah so if you took something and then you were carding it mm -hmm. together you could have a little bit of color that way yeah yeah if I were going to blend it with anything I'd probably blend with I don't know grays maybe even a little bit of whites because I do, like I said I like that heathering and mm -hmm. I think if you added either one of those you could get some more right now the heathering is very subtle but you could get some more dynamic mm -hmm. heathering through there if you did it off the off the fly, what would you consider uh, blending with it? Just something of a similar. I think Romney might be fun with it. Okay, you know Romney has that. It, for it, it's four to six inches, so it would have mm -hmm. to be a, maybe a shorter Romney fleece. I love those silver gray Romneys. I mm -hmm. love those off white. Romneys, I think it would add a lot. There's a little bit more crimp, I think, in Romney than there is. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the crimp. Is there much crimp in it? it I, you know, it doesn't look like there's a ton. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, well, yeah, all sorts of things popping up on this computer right now. I don't know what that is. Anyway, 
Yeah, so not a lot of crimp in it, but that works. It does work. But I think even if you added something like a Romney that did have some good crimp in it, I think that would just help it. Oh, yeah. Give it some more um, texture. Um, Maybe a little yeah. more body. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they do say, like I said, it's a very durable fiber. So if we were going to do something, I would say, I don't know, hats, mittens, hats, maybe or Lincolns. you can weave with it. And oh, yeah. Wove, weave. Spun. Now, what am I looking for? Um, <laughs> we spin. Do you want to weave? Is that no, what you're thinking of? Well, okay, if I weave something, uh-huh. um, the past tense is... Woven. Woven. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> um, you could do rugs. Why not? You know, if it's that durable, um, maybe weave a rug out of it if you can... Or you can use it, since it's durable, for the... What is it? The warp? Warp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Weaver friends, you can help us out here yeah, a little bit anytime. Learning the terms. <laughs> feel free to, again. It's not even it, Monday. <laughs> no, it feels like it though, doesn't it? it? Does. So uh, if you do have recommendations for this fiber as you're working with it, go ahead and, you know, drop it in the comments, create your own post in the Facebook group, add some content to the Patreon page. Now, we also wanted to talk again about... You were talking about keeping better track. Yes. And I saw that you did that. You wrote stuff down with... It's our next breed, Cormo. But you wrote some stuff down. What's the stuff that you wrote down for keeping track? Well, I saved the card that I had uh, purchased from on Etsy, uh, Forever Fiber. Um, okay. Etsy.com. And then it was white car- Cormo. And I wrote how much I paid and for how what I purchased, um, the staple length. And my very first impression was, oh my gosh, this is so soft. So, um, yeah. And then I just saved a... Uh, Looks like you saved a piece of the lock. Yeah. And then also a piece that I spun and plied. So I'm going to um, save all this so I can keep records of this because this is this is really cool. I, I want to have a notebook by the time next year rolls around of everything that I did, everything I learned. Um, I don't have a project yet for it, but um, yeah, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Cormo, next week... Yes. We are talking to Stacy Dresau. Nice. I'm so excited to talk to her. She is from Minnesota. Fun. She's been raising Cormo sheep for quite some time. Oh, wow. I have, I'm going to take a look at this one more time. I purchased some fiber from her. It was either last year or the year before. Yes, we're talking about a stash again. I purchased... About four ounces of roving from, it says, compliments of Sven. And I think Sven is the name of the sheep. Aww. It is this beautiful chocolate brown. I cannot wait to spin it. Yeah. It's super soft. It is soft. Uh, yeah. It's it's lovely. I mean, it's like like a cloud. That's It is what it feels like. I'm excited to talk to Stacy about Sven and her other sheep. Yeah. And their farm and how they are doing some pretty cool and amazing things. Raising meat, 
raising wool. She naturally dyes her wool. Oh, nice. That's that's impressive. Yeah. She's she's a neat lady. Her and her daughters come to that Copper K Fiber Festival in Grazing Hills every every year. Oh, fun. And getting to know them has just been it's been a delight. Yeah. And watching those girls grow up. Oh my gosh, they're they're taller than I am now. Well, <laughs> it doesn't take much, I know. <laughs> it really doesn't. That's funny. No, I'm I have not met her. I look forward to meeting her. Yep, you'll meet her on the podcast first, and then when you come yes. to Copper K. Yep. Are you going to go to Grazing Hills? You know, I just ran that one by my husband um, this morning, actually. He says, that would be a really nice road trip, and he didn't say anything, but um, we'll see. <laughs> I plan to be there. I will be teaching at both of those festivals. Nice. It'll okay, fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, I love them both. They're both local. So if you're going to be in Montana or Idaho in July, Grazing Hills is the second weekend in July. I believe it's the weekend of the 13th. You'd think I would know the exact dates knowing I'm going to teach there, but... But you teach so many places, how would you keep track? Oh, that's what the day planner's for. Oh, okay. But I I don't have it in front of me. And Copper K is always the third third week... In July, and that one is in Whitehall, Montana. Grazing Hills is in Moscow, Idaho. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to both of them. I'm looking forward to you meeting Stacy. I'm looking yeah. forward to everybody else next week getting to meet Stacy and hear her story. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm like, uh, why Cormo? And um, but I mean, after filling their fleece, it's like uh, I understand. I really do. Yeah, and they're cute. Ah, go take a look at her website. Those okay. sheep are cute. Nice. That's a plus. It is. Now, just as a reminder, if you do like listening to this podcast and you would like to support us, we do have a free option. You can join for free anytime. We also have a couple of paid memberships through Patreon. It helps support the podcast and keep it ad free for you. So you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash 52 weeks of sheep, no spaces. That will get you right to all of the podcasts and information about us. And that's also where you can drop some content for us too. Yeah. Okay. And we want to, we want to see what you guys are making and spinning um, and And how creative you are. Absolutely. And don't forget to do it on the Facebook group. We like you in both places, wherever you decide to share your endeavors and your experiences with us is perfect. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Facebook at Goldie Knotts Montana. You can also find me on Instagram at Goldie Knotts MT and on my website, www.goldieknottsmt.com. Allie, where can they find you? I am Allie at, no, I'm not that. Allie is my name. but um, <laughs> I know I'm, that you're Allie. <laughs> I am at Curly U Farms on Facebook and on Instagram. So drop in, say hi, friend us. Yeah, exactly. And the U is E-W-E. Imagine that. Yeah, it's that sweet. It's very sweet. All right, guys, we're going to call that an episode for today. We look forward to hearing from you, seeing what you are working on. And next week with our interview with Stacy. Yep. Happy spinning. Happy spinning, guys. Have a great week.